Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It is Tuesday, September 20th, live from Zadig. This is the Ben Jarowski Show. I'm DJ Nate, filling in for the one and only Dr. D. Today on the show, we have Jody Koss, chairperson of the Stevenson County Democrats. And now, your host, Chicago Reader columnist. Hey, hello, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling this Dem Screwing It Up Tuesday, and here's why. Because the Dems are screwing it up, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Tuesday. That's why. You know, I've said this so many times, ladies and gentlemen, so many times. Why? 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 Why couldn't I have been a Republican? Why couldn't I have been part of a political organization that plays to win? And I know know the answer because they are just some of the most despicable human beings in the world. I did a story for the reader this week about rats. Okay, they're like rodents and reptiles. They're so evil. But one thing about them, they play to win. My beloved Democratic Party. Oh, my God. Well, I'll get to specifics. Let me just uh, make an analogy that will bring in some football fans. Okay. Uh, Now, you non-football fans, just bear with me because the analogy is going to have fruit for you too. Okay. So uh, I'm a Bears fan. Been a Bears fan since 1966. And for the last 20 years, it's been baffling. We talked about this last week. We did a show on football. It's been baffling. How is it that the Green Bay Packers seem to understand the fundamentals of football, but the Chicago Bears, coaches come, coaches go, can't figure it out. Bears played the Packers Sunday night. The Bears threw 11 passes, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Right one in the Sun-Times headline sums it up. Thank heaven for 7-11. They completed 7 out of 11 passes. The point is, here's the analogy. The Packers are like the Republicans. The Dems are like the Bears. Clueless. Now you're saying, Ben, what's bringing this on? Why are you so upset all of a sudden? We've been reading stories uh, in the Washington Post and the New York Times about how the Democrats are starting to make progress. We've been watching our MSNBC every day, how the Democrats are making progress. MSNBC tells us the Dems are making progress. Well, I actually talk to people who are outside of the little bubbles where Dems live. And Dems, let me tell you something. You're not doing outreach. I was just talking to Heidi Henry about this. Heidi Henry, dear friend of the show, state representative candidate from an area that's traditionally red, from a MAGA area. She is up against a MAGA candidate who is like MAGA to the core. She could give him a good run for his body. Can she win? It's an uphill fight. But here's the thing that Dems don't understand. And I've talked to so many. I know how their brains think. They're like, well, we looked at the poll, Ben. We can't win, so we're not going to waste our time there. Hello? It's called inroads. It's called, like, making an investment in your party. It's called promoting candidates that are willing to stick their neck out. It's like, okay, maybe Heidi can't defeat MAGA Man, but her campaign could get other people to vote for, I don't know, Kwame Raul for attorney general. I don't know. You know, she she might get uh, votes for J.B. Pritzker. So, in other words, it helps. Every little bit helps. Republicans understand this. They got people running. They feel that a whole team of people to run in Cook County, they get clobbered in Cook County. Republicans will get clobbered in. They got Bob Fioretti to run against Tony Prickowinkle. Bob Fioretti, a renegade Democrat. Used to be a Democrat, now he's a Republican. They got him to run against Tony Prick. Why? They want inroads. Every vote they get out of Democratic Cook County is one less vote for the Democrats. 
Democrats, they haven't got that. They've, it's like they had this little fight. They had this internal fight. Should Robin Kelly run the party or Lisa Hernandez run the party? No one was paying any attention to it. Nobody outside of party insiders cared about it. Robin Kelly was ousted by Lisa Hernandez, who is Governor Pritzker's person, State Representative Lisa Hernandez. Hello, Governor Pritzker, Lisa Hernandez. Have you called Heidi Henry? We're going to bring on really soon uh, Jody Koss, who is the Democratic chair from Stevenson County. She has a very similar story to tell. Hello, Lisa Hernandez, J.B. Pritzker. Have you called Jody Koss? These are Democrats putting her neck on the line for the Democratic Party in red districts. And you aren't lifting a finger, Dems. Oh, what, is it just going to happen magically? You're going to win an election because you've, the, you, you, you know the Republicans are evil? Yeah, the Republicans are evil. They're malignant reptiles. Yeah, that's easy. It's hard work to get swing voters to flip and go Democrat. It's hard work to get people who are ingrained in a certain mindset to think about the other side. You have to actually have inroads. You have to have people on the field going door to door, knocking on doors. Heidi Henry's willing to do that. Jody Koss is willing to do that. Are you willing to help her? Will you even pick up a phone and make a phone call? Why is it that me, this old hippie in an attic, talking into a microphone, looking out of my alley, <laughs> some old lefty hippie, Bears fan, Bulls fan hippie, has more outreach to Democrats in red districts than the leaders of the Democratic Party. I just, like, so fired up on this. Every night I talk to different Dems in the city of Chicago. They're all worried what could be done. I could tell you what could be done. Do some outreach. Leave the bubble every now and then. Talk to someone who is not literally like in your health club or your coffee shop or your book club or whatever. I don't know what the heck you guys do. <laughs> I don't know what Dems in the city of Chicago do anymore. Very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And I'll tell you what, like I said, Republicans aren't playing. They take it seriously. They're like the Green Bay Packers. They have a playbook. They're up to date. Nah, I know. They, like the Packers, they cheat. Yes, I get it. Like the Packers, they have help. I get it. The refs are underside. I understand all that. When you're, when you're the Bears playing the Packers, the ref and the NFL, they're going to bend over for the Packers. It's like you got to beat the champs, and the Bears have been a doormat in the league forever. They're not going to get any calls from the referees. Stop crying about not getting any calls. You're not getting them, Bears fan. They're all going to go to the Packers. It's similar. Again, the analogy. You're not going to get any breaks, Dan. Republicans are trenched in these areas. They've been working these areas for years. They got like a little signs out there, Pritzker sucks signs, and go, Brandon, go. Let's go, Brandon signs. And worse. Worse, disparaging signs with swear words in them. Yeah, that Republicans don't play around. But Dems, it's like, I don't get it. You're just so infatuated with yourself. And we saw, we lived through this. You swore it wasn't going to be the 2010, 2010. Barack Obama won a 2008 landslide victory. Dems controlled the Senate and the House, and they went to sleep. They just kept looking in the mirror and saying, why? I am so beautiful. I am so pretty. My friends and I are so nice. We're so smart, and everybody else is so dumb. And Republicans cleaned your clock in the 2010 midterms, took control of state houses across the country, gerrymandered the hell out of everything. And now, here we are, 2022, and Dems are like, what do we do? Still clueless. Still won't leave your little coffee shops. Come on, Dems. Please, step up. Show me that you could do better. Just to make it competitive and interesting. So it's not like Packers-Bears, year in and year out, the bad guys win. Jody Koss uh, has joined, just joined us Excuse me, from Stevenson County, the chair of Stevenson County Democrats. Uh, she's got a lot more details to fill in on what it's like uh, to try to make some success, to try to make some inroads uh, for the Democrats uh, in areas that have traditionally gone red. Before I bring Jody on, I just want to do uh, a shout-out that Delia Ramirez uh, asked me to do, State Representative Delia Ramirez, who is... Uh, 
probably the next congresswoman from the third congressional district. Uh, I don't even think my beloved Democrats can screw this one up. Uh, and she's running from the northwest side of Chicago and the suburbs just outside of Chicago. Anyway, uh, she and some of her allies, including uh, Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa, uh, will be sponsoring the Northwest Side Progressive Mayoral Forum. Now, follow me, folks. I know I've been talking state politics. Uh, just to go to a quick transition here. City politics, as in Chicago, we have a mayoral election coming up in uh, February. Uh, anyway, tomorrow, September 21st at 7 p.m., Wednesday, September 21st, 7 p.m., uh, the Northwest Side will be uh, holding a forum uh, for uh, progressive candidates who are trying to figure out who they're going to endorse. Uh, Brandon Johnson will be there. Uh, Cam Buckner will be there. J. Mal Green will be there. Invited, but have not responded. Uh, Chewy Garcia, Sophia King, uh, and Alderman Rod Sawyer. Uh, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Chewy Garcia is keeping everyone guessing. Uh, everybody's guessing about whether he is going to run uh, for mayor or not. And uh, here we go. I was looking for the, uh, it will be at the North, uh, excuse me, the Norwegian Lutheran Memorial Church, 2614 North Kedzie, 2614 North Kedzie, Northwest Side Progressive Mayoral Forum begins Wednesday, tomorrow at 7 p.m. All right, without further ado, I'm going to uh, bring on my distinguished guest, Jody Koss. Uh, welcome, Jody. Thank you so much for uh, talking to uh, a lonely podcaster in his attic. I just went on this riff. That's why it's on my mind, Jody Cause. I'm like, how come I, some old hippie in an attic, have more outreach to Democratic candidates and Democratic chairs than the leaders of the Democratic Party in the state of... That's pretty pathetic. I'm just some old hippie in an attic. And uh, who... My heart was broken by my beloved Chicago Bears. I stitched it together to get over that outcome. I'm not going to mention a certain Kevin who uh, lives in Chicago, but somehow or other roots for the Packers, who's been texting me all day. Uh, but I stitched together my broken heart, Jody Koss, uh, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So welcome to the show, Jody. Hi, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate the work that you've been doing. Thank you. Yes, all right, so let's, uh, let's start. Let's help educate our Chicago listeners and folks outside of Chicago who may uh, be listening to the show, but like they used to live in Chicago. Now, we get a lot of listeners in L.A. They like to keep on top of what's happening in their hometown, their home state. So this is, uh, I said this already in the introduction, ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. If Democrats are to make inroads in the Republican territories, they need people like Jody Koss. They should listen to people like Jody Koss. So since they won't go to Jody, I will go to Jody and bring Jody to you. So Jody, why don't you give folks a little introduction? First of all, where is Stevenson County? What are some of the communities in it? Take it away, Jody. Sure. Um, Freeport, Illinois is the main city that's in Stevenson County. We're approximately 30 miles west of uh, Rockford. And uh, Freeport's the largest city. It's about uh, just under 25,000 here. Um, and the other towns you would probably never have heard of, Lena, Orangeville, Pearl City, Dakota, uh, they're all pretty, pretty small towns. So that's, that's where we live. Right where the um, cornfields end and it starts getting kind of hilly as you go towards Galena. You, you go right past our town on Route 20. Yes, and I know a lot of Chicagoans go, oh, yeah, I've been to Galena. I love antiques. Uh, I'm not a huge Galena fan. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because now I've upset the people in Galena. I'm more of a Freeport, Freeport kind of person, all right, Galena? Because I believe Freeport had, like, all these uh, outlets where you can get shoes and stuff like that. That was my memory. Uh, anyway, when I know she's shaking her head. No, Ben, forget that. It's a different town. Okay. Uh, so talk about some of the... Uh, like which uh, Senate districts or uh, state rep districts or congressional districts yeah. that Stevenson County. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really important to understand a little bit about um, about us. We were huge Bernie fans. And after he lost, um, we weren't sure what to do. And my partner, and I looked at each other and Indivisible, which I'm sure you've heard about, uh, came on our radar. Uh, that was five years ago. And we jumped on the bandwagon. We first started uh, working uh, with an individual. Well, we started the indivisible group that was in Rockford. And then I was like, you know, I can't keep driving to Rockford. We need to do something more local, which was really scary. And so we started an indivisible group here in Freeport, Illinois. We had no idea what to expect. 
the first meeting, uh, but we had almost 80 people there, which just blew us away. I mean, we were just really. And then uh, a couple meetings later, some of the Republicans started showing up and giving us a really hard time about what we were doing. And But we stuck to our guns. And I want to say that the first three years the, that we did, we were just trying to educate ourselves. We were a group of individuals that were very um, passionate about the, the wrongs that we saw nationally. And, um, and, but we, you know, a lot of us didn't know what district we lived in. We didn't know, we just didn't know very much. And so we, we really spent that three hours working on, on voters' rights, working on national projects. Um, some of us took the big banner to the um, AMA convention that was being held in, in Chicago and protested there. Um, eventually, I kind of got tired. I wanted to do stuff more locally um, because it felt like I really wasn't making that much of a difference. So we started turning our focus more more locally. Um, and two years ago, I got involved, you know, with, with the party. And we are a party that went from four years ago having about one or two or three candidates. I'm not talking about the upper ticket, I'm talking about the lower ticket. We would have one or two candidates and that was it. Um, our county board was very, very Republican. We would have maybe five Democrats to, it was a 22 seat board and only five of those seats would, would be Democrats. So uh, very red district people, didn't want to say they were Democrats. And I think that that history is, is kind of important, that we have been working for the last five years, you know, standing on our feet. And um, this year, I'm, I'm thrilled to announce we have 11 county board, Democrat county board candidates, 11. <laughs> And we're, our board is going to go from 22 members down to 16 members. So we have a huge um, ability to shift the power in our county. Um, we also have a county, um, uh, county clerk and recorder's race that we have to make sure that sh this, this young woman um, wins this race. Um, and I can go into that a little, little bit later. Um, but that's what we're facing. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to have this much energy going on. Um, but it's, it's kind of pretty hard too. All right, let's, uh, go, I'm going to go back and ask you to elaborate on some of the things you said, and then we'll get to that, uh, uh, clerk's race. Very important race. No joke, important race. Uh, so we'll get to that one. Uh, but you said something, I, I wrote it down, uh, Republican gave us a hard time. So when you were all rookies breaking into uh, the political game after the Bernie campaign, go Bernie, uh, in 2016, uh, 80 people showed up, and then the resistance came from Republicans, the counterpunch. And this is what I was getting at in my opening, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans don't just sit back. They just don't sit back and watch like Dems do. They they get down and dirty and mean and nasty. Now, I'm not saying that them should be a dirty, mean, and nasty, okay? But I'm just going to – I need Jody to explain for some of my Chicago Democrats who got it pretty soft and easy what it's like to be a Democrat uh, in Trump country. So talk about the counterpunch that you had to uh, deal with from Republicans. We, we did – four years ago, I know, for, you know, that one of the things that happened was we wanted to have a fundraiser at one of the local bars, and that owner's liquor license was threatened. You know, if you put those signs out, if you hold this event, we're, we're going to make sure that you don't have a liquor license. This kind of intimidation is definitely amped up. But what you have to realize is that five years ago, yeah, they punched at us a little bit, but they didn't think we were any – big deal. They kind of just still ignored us. And, um, and that's changed. As we have grown uh, more active in the county, they're starting to take notice. We actually um, challenged 12 of their petitions. 
um, they had, I mean, you know, they, that was like, what? How in the world? You're, you're challenging our petitions. How dare you do that? And, and we got some of those people, um, kicked off of the, of the ballot. They, they didn't fill out their paperwork correctly. One man was so upset with us. He won his, his petition challenge, but said, I'm not doing this. And he, he left. So it's only been in the last, you know, two years that they've really had to pay any attention to us whatsoever. And we finally feel like we're really making a difference. And um, so, so that's, that's good, but, but we, and, and we're also proud of the effort that we've, you know, made so far. All right, and I just gotta tell you, uh, I have to go on this riff. That is classic MAGA behavior. MAGA is so aggressive, so obnoxious. Show up at meetings, screaming, yelling at people. You punch them back once. You challenge their petitions. For instance, <laughs> the sobbing starts. Nobody feels so sorry for themselves as MAGA. It starts with Donnie Trump, leader of MAGA, always crying about something, man. Sobbing, crying. Lost an election, got his clock clean, and what does he do? He said the election was stolen. Got all these MAGAites running around talking about stolen elections. We'll get to that because it's linked. Uh, to Stevens. We'll get to that, ladies and gentlemen. Just pay attention now. Uh, all right. You said something. So I'm not surprised they're sobbing like little babies because that's MAGA. Um, all right. So you said something else. I, I wrote it down. And uh, Jody, uh, I'd like you to elaborate on this. You said that uh, when you first started organizing, going door to door, people uh, were reluctant. They didn't want to say they're Democrats. So what were some of the stereotypes uh, that folks had out in uh, your neck of the woods regarding being a Democrat, and how did you uh, conquer those stereotypes? Um, oh, I, 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 they wouldn't even say that they're Democrats, and we're seeing a lot of people now that because we have been able to have a presence in our community, uh, we have an office that is has been open for the last two years three years straight. Um, Sherry Bustos came to our office and said that we had one of the best offices in the state of Illinois. And that's because we have built this incredibly inviting space that is not your typical campaign office. It is, I can't, I, I, it's just not your typical campaign office. We don't have campaign signs plastered all over our, our windows. Instead, we have beautiful banners that talk about our, our, our principles. And so we've, we've, we've worked over the last few years to build community, to help people, to be um, a source in the community, um, working on humanitarian efforts. And, and so we have come to, you know, people are like, hey, these guys, these are kind of nice, you know, they, they're here sticking up for us and that, and, and they have a presence and they have a presence even when it's not election season. And, um, you know, so maybe these guys aren't so bad and maybe I do really do believe in the principles that, that they're fighting on. One of the fights that we have had is to keep Walnut Acres, which is a county owned nursing home for the last 176 years, open and keep it public. And so that has enabled us also to stay, um, you know, public with having to fight this. And we have fought, you have no idea how far we, how hard we've fought over this. So far, it looks like we're winning, but that fight, unless we change our county board makeup, we could lose that. So that has so. become a, that's a local partisan fight where Republicans are lined up on one way and Democrats mm -hmm. on the other. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the kind of issue that I know people in Chicago, uh, th their eyes will glaze over that because that doesn't affect them directly. Just like an issue, a local zoning matter in Chicago that people be passionate about, folks out in Stevenson County are not going to be, uh, <laughs> to put it mildly, they really won't be paying attention. But the point is, to a certain degree, as Tip O'Neill said, all politics is local. Uh, so right. if the Democrats on a local issue can make a stand and show that they can deliver something beneficial to people that improves their lives, then folks will start reconsidering whether they want to vote Democrat or Republican on uh, down-ballot uh, races. Isn't that the thought? Exactly. Walnut Acres is very popular. Keeping it open is very popular. There's hardly any people around that want to get it, see it closed or see it become a, a private facility um and so many of most people in town have um 
parents or grandparents that have been there. We did a we did a one county board member. We had two solid hours of positive public comment. So that is all built. It, it's it just doesn't happen overnight. Um, getting people to stand up alongside of us. Um, takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of organizing and um, being seen. And I feel, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I That's feel the like, dog. <laughs> I thought they were outside. Um, and right. I feel like that has, is what we've been done. We've put in that work that has, um, has allowed us to be seen. Yeah. And that has, that has made people come out of the closet and go, Hey, that that's pretty cool. You know, we like what you guys are doing. Uh, all right. We're, I'm, I have not forgotten uh, that all important County clerk race. We're going to get to right. that, uh, but I'm going to, I have a list of things I want to cover with you before I get there. Uh, so uh, one race that uh, your uh, area is uh, involved in uh, has to do with Congress. Very important race uh, to uh, replace uh, Bustos. Jerry Bustos uh, re retired stepping down from Congress. It's an open seat. Uh, Eric Sorensen is the Democrat. Esther Joy King is the Republican. I would say half. I did a cursory look at the map of Stevenson County is uh, in the 17th. So talk about that race and the opportunity that Democrats have to hold on to that seat. Right. Sherry Bustos has always been a friend to Stevenson County. We, we certainly have embraced a lot of the things that, that she has brought to us. Um, and I, I, really don't want to um, see Esther Joy King King lose, or I mean win, that, that would be really tragic. Um, our focus, I, I mean, we are more than willing and have, and certainly are talking to people about Eric and his race. He's been to our county. Um, but I'll tell you, our, we're so squeezed because of these local candidates that we have in Chandra Morris's race that, um, it, you know, it's hard to concentrate on everything. So um, we're a young party that's growing and we don't have the deep resources uh, of other places. And, you know, money has definitely been a problem. Um, our county got money four years ago from J.B. Pritzker and we're so grateful for that money that was to, to rebuild our party. Um, we're certainly thrilled that JB has been the governor and has taken us through this pandemic, um, has done the work for women and, and um, the financial assistance that he gave us four years ago. Um, but that money has been promised this year and it's not come forth. So, you know, <laughs> It's really difficult to to run this many race, you know, to go from having two candidates to 13 candidates. Um, it takes a lot of our time. So a lot of our time is local. And I and that's because I think that that's where it's going to make the biggest difference. All right. So I'm hoping you're listening, uh, Governor Pritzker and Lisa Hernandez and all the other uh, uh, leaders of the Democratic Party. I hope you just listened uh, to what Jody said. I hear it all the time from people outside of the Chicago bubble, outside of the Cook County bubble. I hear it all the time. Help is what it translates into. We're on the ground working for you. It's got to be a two-way street. We need help. So, uh, yeah, I know a lot of Dems in Chicago really concerned about Eric Sorensen winning, uh, defeating uh, the MAGA candidate. But there's only so much Stevenson County can do. They got other races that are really important too. So Dems, you want to win, you got to play. All right, you can't just sit on the sidewise sidelines and watch and fret. Got to get uh, your hands dirty and get involved. All right, let's get to that uh, all important uh, clerk's race. And the reason it's all important is because of this, ladies and gentlemen. MAGA has decreed in the aftermath of the 2020 November presidential election that essentially they will never concede an election. When they lose, they'll claim they win. When they win, they'll claim that somehow or other they managed, uh, they would have won by a greater margin. They're always sobbing, they're always making up stories, they're always blaming someone else for uh, their terrible messaging, uh, which is why they lose. Okay, so who controls the county clerk's uh, office? 
in Stevenson County has a say in determining the rules that govern vote counting. So you want Eric Sorensen to be your next congressman from the 17th Congressional District? You want Kwame Raul to be your next attorney general for the state of Illinois? You want J.B. Pritzker to be reelected? Well, you're going to have to pay attention to races like county clerk in Stevenson County. Without further ado, Jody Koss, that's the introduction. Now explain the candidates uh, and where you're at. Go ahead. Sure. So we have had a, a Republican county clerk in our county for 23 years, Vicki Odie. She's incredibly fair. Um, we have had absolutely no uh, issues ever during the 23 years. And um, we, our candidate has worked alongside of Vicki Odie for 14 years. She has a bachelor's degree in computer science. She has a master's degree in business administration with the human resource um, management. She has, as I said, 14 years working alongside of Vicki in uh, different offices of our, of our county. Uh, incredibly qualified. Um, she's a black woman and she um, has put herself through school and has these degrees, and I'm very, very, very proud of her, and um, she's, she's an excellent candidate. The Republican candidate is a 22-year-old who just hey, graduated. On. You didn't name uh, Chandra Morris. That's her name. Chandra she, Morris. Yeah, you said it once yes. before, but uh, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. So, yes, our candidate, her name is Chandra Morris, and um, she's running against uh, a 22-year-old who's uh, one of her parents tried to do a stop the steal rally a year ago. Um, there was a lot of opposition. She didn't pull it off, but she's 22. I'm sure, you know, she's a, she's a nice person. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, but she's very unqualified for the job. She has no work experience whatsoever. They run an $800,000 budget in that office. Were you able to handle $800,000 when you were 22 years old with no experience whatsoever? You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just ludicrous. Um, you know, but, and we really need to work hard to get Chandra elected. Um, but again, money is part of it. And without the money to truly, re, you know, get her story out there, in mail pieces, which is probably the most effective, knocking on doors in mail pieces, you know, we, we've got to find the money somewhere to do that. Um, she's working really hard to get elected. She's visiting all the township meetings. She's knocking on doors herself. Um, but there's only, you know, so much that, that we can actually do. So that's the race, a 22-year-old against someone with 14 years' experience. Well, just for the record, uh, no, I cannot imagine myself running an $800,000 budget age when I was 22. <laughs> and when I was 22, I was hanging out the rocks uh, at Lake Michigan, smoking reefer, and listening to Tower of Power, which sounds like what I did last weekend, actually, but uh, neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, no, I cannot imagine a 22-year-old. I'm, I'm less fearful, this is me speaking, and you can respond, about the 20, her being 22, because uh, there are a lot of, well, there are 22-year-olds who are far more competent and capable than I was when I was 22. What concerns me even more than the lack of experience is the fact that she's part of a Stop to Steal movement. Again, Stop to Steal uh, is linked to a steal that never happened. The only steal was the one that the Republican Party tried to do when they tried to steal the election that Joe Biden won from Joe Biden and hand it to Donald Trump. So talk a little bit more about Stop the Steal as an ideology uh, in Stevenson County. Um, it's more that there are several Republicans that are used to getting their way and have very, very, very deep pockets and are able to go around threatening businesses that if they say that they support Chandra, they're going to take something away from them. Um, if you don't support our candidate, you know, so you're going to suffer. If you put a sign up that says you support Chandra, we're going to, to make sure that, that that can't happen again. If you support our candidate, 
we'll give you a job and pay you a lot of money. So it isn't so, I mean, I know, I mean, obviously, Jasmine is her name, is saying that she has a lot of, of, of power to um, handle our elections or to change our elections. Um, the, secret, the, the county clerk follows the rules of the state and they don't have the power to change policy in our county. But if you think you do and you keep talking about the fact that you do, people, they believe it. Yeah. And, and that's what's happening. Um, and, you know, the, th the threatening, like, how dare you say that you would support a black woman who, by the way, owns her own home, put herself through school, owns her own car, you know, has a great job or, you know, a, a reputation at her job. But because of the color of her skin, which I have heard, I'm not going to vote for that person. Those are the kind of things that go on out in my county. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, your point is a, a good one. I'll just elaborate a little bit. Uh, yes, indeed, the rules uh, would dictate that they have to follow the rules. But as we saw in Michigan and Georgia, Donald Trump made personal phone calls to election officials and said, don't follow the rules. Just go by your own rules. I'll back you up. Uh, yes. And so that, that's you need someone who, who will stand up to Donald Trump when he makes that phone call. And I, right. I got the feeling that Jasmine will say, yes, sir, uh, Mr. Trump. And uh, Chandra uh, will say, sorry, don't even call again. <laughs> Just I actually doubt Trump would actually call a Democrat, but he might, <laughs> might try. Um, so, right. all right, so uh, if folks want to get involved with Chandra, is there a website they can go to, or how can they learn more about her? Yeah, Chandra Morris does have her own um, political campaign, but probably the easiest thing is to go to StevensonCountyDemocraticParty.com uh, slash donate and um, donate there, and we'll make sure that our county board candidates in Chandra uh, – we also have a woman judge who's running for the 15th Circuit Court who's incredibly – uh, qualified, um, we'll make sure that they get the support that they need. All right. So Stevenson County Democratic Party dot com. And how do you spell so, Stevenson County? Because it could go several ways. That is true. It's uh, S is in Sam T E P H E N S O N. All right. Now I have to ask you a, a more of a personal question uh, that I've been meaning sure. to ask you uh, since I met you uh, over the phone a couple of weeks ago. We were chatting uh, on the phone. And uh, Jody mentioned that she started life out, ladies and gentlemen, as a Republican. And that kind of blew right. my mind when I heard that. <laughs> I'm a Democrat my whole life. Uh, Jody, my mom, may she rest in peace, would have hit me in the head if I, if I ever went Republican. No, just kidding. Uh, but I learned from a New, New Deal Democrats. So I've been a Democrat my whole life. And I have, my, as you know, I have my issues with the Democratic Party all the time. I'm always railing at the Democratic Party, and I've been fighting Democratic mayoral, mayors in Chicago uh, forever. But the thought of being a Republican, uh, you know, I look at where the Republicans stand, and I'm like, you guys aren't offering me anything vaguely reminiscent, rem vaguely similar to what I want for the future of our country. So I'm just curious about the evolution from Republican to Democrat. Why did you start as a Republican, and what got you to evolve uh, into a Democrat. Take it away. Yeah, I got involved, or I got interested in politics when I was a freshman in high school, and I had a history teacher that put on an all-school uh, political convention, and I got to be the um, delegate from Alaska. And, I, you know, I just, as a young freshman, I thought, oh, my God, this is kind of cool. So after that, uh, I did you know, go into the armed forces. I got married, had kids. And every year when it would, when a political convention would happen, I just would pay a lot of attention. Um, I started, I don't know why I ended up being a Republican. I guess because I didn't understand the difference. I was running my own business and I thought, oh, well, you know, people that run their own business are supposed to lean towards the Republicans. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I lived with someone for 15 years and he was a Republican and he just, I remember arguing with him all the time. 
dragging him back to this to the middle. You know, you you could have a son that that that's gay. Don't tell me you couldn't. Um, and I thought this discussion was was healthy and good, but I still voted Republican. And I, I don't I don't know why. I guess I just didn't know. I, I really didn't know. I thought I was this good person that was paying attention. Um, and uh, what happened, I, I left that guy, and I've now been with a, a man for 14 years who just started challenging my, you know, my ideas uh, slowly but surely over a long period of time. Um, well, not that long, but over, over a year and just said, no, what you believe really isn't the way it was. Here's the way it was. So it was long discussions. Um, he took me to, to Washington to a couple of different um uh, you know, things. Um, and what really changed it, we were part of a, a group called Democracy Spring. He was really wanting to get money out of politics and have equal voting rights. We participated in a national, it was called Democracy Spring. You can look it up. We went to the Capitol in D.C. Thousands of us stood on the steps. And that's what did it. I was like, man, this is pretty awesome. Um, and, and Bernie after, right after that was Bernie. I'm like, I like this guy. I like what he's saying. And, um, that's it. And so part of what keeps me going every day and makes me do this work is because I know that there are thousands of other people like me that are just, they think they're doing the right thing and they just are uneducated. They just haven't, the right conversations haven't happened in their life. And that's what keeps me going, because because I know I thought I was a really <laughs> smart, good person. But, um, you know, now it wouldn't matter who I was with. It, it, I know where I'm at. I feel really comfortable. I, I, I'm absolutely, you know, a Democrat and going to keep fighting for the, the things that we stand for. So, Jody, I was just reading this great book, uh, novel. It has nothing to do with politics. It's uh, called <laughs> The Lonely Hearts Hotel. I urge everybody, if you're into novels, really wonderful novel. A great story, but there's a character in the novel, and as listening to your your uh, explanation, it just uh, reminded me who is a heroin addict and really fighting uh, the addiction. So, do you ever and at night sometimes be up late going, I, I really want that heroin, but I can't go back to it. So, do you ever find yourself late at night going, My God, the Republican Party, lower taxes, oh my God, climate no. change is a hoax, oh my no. God, <laughs> you never. No, I was never really a Republican ever. Yeah. I I was never a you know never. I really wasn't. I just didn't know any better. No. I I, yeah. okay. I know that seems weird. No, it's okay. But when you're working and you've got a family and you're raising kids, I was a nurse for twenty years. It just really, I don't no, know. I, I was just stupid. Uh, I just really didn't know. Now, what I'm hoping is over the last five years, where these grassroots movements and indivisible and getting together and teaching people and talking to people, you know, and what's going on nationally, I, I'm just hoping that lots more people are turning into what they really are and paying attention and that we'll all be standing up for democracy together. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned you were in the armed forces, which branch? I was in the army. I was a uh, uh, 91 Delta was my work job. I worked in a hospital and operating room. Oh my goodness. Yep. All right. G.I. <laughs> Jane here. I didn't know that. Uh, by the way, good movie. Jane. Uh, yeah. And so you, once, uh, Bernie, you mentioned Bernie, and this is really important. Yeah. I'd love you to uh, go into that a little bit more. Um, I'm a big, everybody knows I'm a big Bernie fan, uh, but uh, yeah, I was a I was a nurse for 20 years, and it I could see administration pushing harder and harder for us to work with leaner and leaner staffs. Mm -hmm. I got pushed in. I worked labor and delivery, and I got inputs in situations where I just didn't feel that I could safely do my job. And after 20 years, I was like, okay, been there, done that. I kind of need something else. Um, and so I became a photographer. Um, I, I took over a studio that my mom had originally started. And um, so healthcare is always, you know, when I was a nurse, 
We had enough staff to do our job really well. We took care of every single person that walked in the door. We never refused service to anyone. It didn't matter if they had a home or didn't have a home or if they were part of Cheap Trick, which, you know, that happened to me once where I took care of one of the Cheap Trick members' wife. But I'm just saying that that was the thing that was the most important to me. So um, Medicare for All, when, when Bernie started talking about that, um, that, that, that did it, you know keeping walnut acres public and and accessible to people that can afford it that's that's what trips my that's what gets me going and keeps me going and it's it's our health care system is in terrible terrible shape and uh, people are dying because of it now i'm smart enough to realize that we're not gonna i i stopped working on a national medicare for all plan um, because it's just not going to happen until we make some changes and, and hopefully turn the, the Senate, you know, until we have a solid voting block. And so that's why I, I'm like, okay, stop working on this national stuff. You really got to change stuff locally to make that happen or it's never going to happen. I, I so. agree with you 100%. Uh, and in your heart, you're still for Medicare for all. You haven't given up on it. You haven't quit it. Uh, it'll motivate you ultimately. Uh, I, I understand exactly. But again, the theme of today's show, local mm -hmm. elections, local parties really matter. That's where like, you confront that notion that there's something wrong. Just think about this for a second, Jody. You were working a nurse. I know a lot of nurses like this. I've had arguments with them. Most of them are, are I would say 75% of nurses I've met are Democrats. But there's that 25%. They start giving me these Republican talking points. I'm like, you're a nurse. What have you been drinking? I mean, right. do you think there's a hedge fund guy in the world who argues against his self-interest with as much passion as you're arguing against yours? And then when you tell right. them that, they're like, mm, you got a good point there. But... My thing is, is that that notion that there's something wrong with Medicare for all, which is kind of propaganda that's put in people's brains uh, and fed them and they don't really think about it. They just have it. You know, Bernie, I always give Bernie credit because he just forced the issue. He was unafraid. He was unapologetic. He said, this is what I believe in. And right. I think that speaks to people in Stevenson County. Talk about that. I think Bernie Sanders' Democratic policies and politics speak in a way that, like a Hillary Clinton mainstream, doesn't. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? No, I, I, I totally, I, I totally agree with you that the the immigration problems that we have in this country, those strike a chord with us. Healthcare problems, um, our our federal our prison system. You know, right now in our county, we're having this huge debate because the Republicans are all like, this safety act is horrible, horrible, horrible. That's, And so we're fighting really hard to counteract that that bill right now and to get that narrative out um, of, of the public. Um, so I'm finding help to build this party by people that were Bernie supporters. And I'm bringing them back and going... We can, we can do this, but we got to be together <laughs> and we got to work hard and it's not going to happen overnight. You got to work the phones. You got to knock the doors um, and, and we got to keep fighting. And now it's more important than it's ever been ever. It, it feels people that were around in the Vietnam era have told me I just uh, uh, one of our brand new precinct committee people um, told me she's she's like in her 80s. <laughs> And she volunteered to be a PCP and knock on doors for us. And she said um, that this is scarier time for her than it was back during the Vietnam wow. era. She from uh, so, where she she's been. No, she's actually she's a transplant from okay. Chicago. <laughs> God bless yeah. her. A transplant from Chicago. Uh, yeah. But she's got a lot of spunk. I, I was, you know, it's like, gosh, should I ask her? She really wants to go knock on doors. And I said, well, you know, all she could do is tell me no. And we signed her up and I spent a couple hours with her, showed her how to use minivan. And she's she was out knocking on doors yesterday. Uh, so. All right, so you hear that, Lisa Hernandez? <laughs> you hear that, J.B. Pritzker? You hear that, MSNBC lovers out in Chicago? There are Democrats 
in Stevenson County, 85-year-old woman going door to door. But they need help. Right. Okay? You know? They got to buy gas for that van. All right? So, yeah. Well, the most important thing we can do with limited resources is get mailers out. It, it makes a difference whether we can send one mailer per county board candidates or six mailers per county board candidates. Which one is going to make the difference to get people to vote for our candidates? So Stevenson County, Democratic Party dot com slash donate. Very good. All right. Uh, Jody Cost, thank you very much. Uh, All right. For coming on the show. Uh, aren't you going to get. Hey, go uh, Packers, I heard. God, I, uh, <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. There's a certain Kevin, we're not going to say anything else, who has brainwashed Jody, okay? Jody didn't know anything about football. And Stevenson County, by the way, Northwest uh, Illinois, it could go either way. It's like on the border, near the border, so it could go Packer. Uh, yeah, our previous chairman was a bear, is a Bears fan. And, and so that's what I want to hear. You go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, most people in Stevenson County have common sense. But I will say this, uh, and I'll close <laughs> where I began. Uh, when it comes to strategy, the Green Bay Packers are far more sophisticated than my beloved Chicago Bears. And Democrats, if you want to show that you can play the game like the Republicans and think about something outside of your little box, your little bubble, then you should contact Jody Cost. It's not hard. I did it. If I could do it, you could do it. Right, Jody? That's right. Absolutely. All right. Very good. I'll have you back on to see how the Democrats are doing. Did they? Uh, oh, that'd yeah, be great. We'll see if they uh, stepped up. All right, Jody. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on the show. All right. Thanks for what you do, Ben. Thank All right, you. Uh, Jody Cost, Stevenson County. Uh, I also want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the pride and joy of Lane Tech High School. Yeah. Uh, it's DJ Nate today. Dr. D is uh, taking care of business on paternity leave. God bless you, Dr. D. Hope all is well. So thank you, DJ Nate. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.